When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Spartan Pride Podcast, Fans First Sports Network, Jonathan Shop with you today for the outlook moving forward, Richmond. That's right, week two, Michigan State, 3.30 kickoff, welcoming Richmond, the Richmond Spiders, to East Lansing, first time Michigan State will have ever played Richmond, possibly the last, it's an FCS team. Not many of those left anymore. This game, of course, scheduled a long time ago, like so many of the out-of-conference preseason games. So I'm not sure if this will be a one-time only, an O-T-O-T-O, if you like that saying. Today, we're going to look at offense, defense, special teams, intangibles, one-on-one matchups, coaching, and come to an overall conclusion for the Spartans' second game of the year, a 3:30 Big Ten Network game. When Michigan State's going to be looking to get a lot of work done. Quite a bit of work. Always a lot of work to do from week one to week two. Now, a lot of you out there are stuck with the idea that the biggest improvement for a football team comes between week one and week two. That's fine. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm going to ask you to consider that sometimes the biggest improvements can come between I would say week two, week three, and even as far as week three, week four. I have always been one that errs on the side of the biggest jump coming in the third week, but many times, many ways, it's been said so many times in so many ways that most folks, or a lot of folks think week one to week two is the day that you see the biggest difference, the biggest jump. I hope that's not the case for Michigan State this year. We don't need a big jump from week one to week two. You do need a big jump from week two to week three, but that's a conversation for next week. First, let's take care of this week on the outlook moving forward here on the Spartan Pride podcast in this here Fans First Sports Network. Let's start by talking about the offense. Last week, Michigan State 31-7 over Central Michigan, as many of you know. Was not pretty early was not pretty often, but it did look pretty good later on in the day as Noah Kim helped lead a team that was receiving boos to a team that had hung a 31-7 convincing victory. Now, some of the news late this week is worth talking about. It has to do with Spartans' Elante Brown. I want to talk a few things about Elante Brown. Number one, I think he was going to be the number one receiver on this football team. Number two, Brown is injured in a high-impact play that leaves him laying on the field, taken off on the cart. Detailed explanation from Michigan State football about the medical clearance steps that they went through. I'm not a medical professional, but I don't think there's anything that was wrong there, that they did wrong there. I think that the situation with Brown played out as it played out. He passed enough 
protocols to get back into the game. Then something didn't seem right. Additional protocols were made. He didn't return to the game. He had some concussion symptoms after. And for our intents and purposes today, I would bet you that we won't see him this week against Richmond, but you sure would want to see him the following week when Washington comes to town. Michigan State's offense this week, it's pretty simple. It's all about them. All due respect to Richmond, they're getting paid to come play this game. They're getting paid to come play as hard as they can, and Michigan State with the opportunity to get better for that effort that the Spiders will bring. I would expect to see Sam Levitt at some point in this game. Now, I'm not talking about anything serious, but I think this is a great opportunity to get a true freshman some snaps, maybe a few snaps before the half, possibly even a series, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see Sam Levitt. At the same time, you need Noah Kim to continue building on, I mean, look, he's got a really steep learning curve. He's got a lot of big games coming up. If he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Spartans, he's got to get all the meaningful reps he can. And you would also think that maybe we'll see Kaiten Hauser a bit as well. That's a little bit of cart before the horse. The offense was not great last week. They were inconsistent. There were too many drops. There was too much disorganization. And they need to get themselves ready to have any chance at all to compete with Washington in the following week. The Spartan run game should feature a number of guys. I would look for that. Nathan Carter showed some bursts. We're going to look for a big game from him. I'm also interested to see what guys like Antonio Gates Jr. do out wide and even at the tight end position. I don't think Michigan State is a good enough team to hold anything in reserve. That would be a pretty foolish task. The offense needs to score six or more touchdowns and make really a statement to themselves that they are better than what they started out as last week. Now the defense, on the other hand, start out okay. Gave up that one score to Central in the second quarter. Nothing else on the day. Is it crazy to think the defense for Michigan State wants to pitch a shutout Saturday? No, it's not. That's a goal. It's a reasonable goal. It's not an expectation, but it is a goal. I look for a lot of guys to play on the defense. When I looked at the first week, some of the guys that stood out and more that I want to see from this week include Jordan Hall. I always want to see what Simeon Barrow is doing. I want to see if By Job gets any time. And on the back end, did you look at the tackle total for Malik Spencer? Eligibility, a sophomore out of Buford, Georgia. That's North Georgia. That's not too far from me. He made some tackles. I also want to see if Alex Van Summeren gets some time. Everybody knows the Van Summeren name. They've been around here a couple years under Mel Tucker. I'm looking for a lot of guys to play on the defense this week. So go ahead and print yourself out a numerical roster and get ready to take a look. Spartan defense is trying to pull things together. They need to pull them together in a hurry. They know what's coming on the schedule. Michigan State, Mel Tucker, Scotty Hazleton, they want to figure out who is ready to play right now when the big dogs start coming to town next week. Look for a lot of guys to play this week. Look for Michigan State to internally figure out who can do what because they know they're going to need to put everybody in the best position they can next week when Washington comes calling. We're taking a quick look. The outlook moving forward at Michigan State's game with Richmond at 3.30 on Saturday. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast. I am Jonathan Shop. You are on the Fans First Sports Network. Spartan Special Teams has some work to do. 
Now, Jonathan Kim, transfer from North Carolina, kicker that is actually from my home area of the DMV, which is the District, Maryland, Virginia. For those of you unaware, and my spot would be the V, his spot would be the V. More specifically, Nova, which is Northern Virginia. It looks to me like he took that kicking job and he is running with it. Keep an eye on Jonathan Kim. He looks like he knows what he's doing and he seems really comfortable in Michigan State at Spartan Stadium. Now, is Kim going to be more comfortable against Richmond? Naturally speaking, he has to. I mean, it's a name he's familiar with. There's 0% intimidation factor with the Richmond Spiders coming in. In fact, he grew up an hour and a half away from Richmond, so that's about as good as it gets. For Kim, the um, tension, the nerves, those things, they were, they're going to be saved for weeks ahead. Make no doubt. But Michigan State does have to figure out what else they've got in the return game. I don't know if Alante Brown goes back to return kicks later this year or not, but we're going to see some other guys returning kicks this, this week, and we need to pay attention to that. And also, pay attention to how the kick coverage goes each way. Does anybody make a big mistake? Are there blocks made? Are, are the guys out there completing the kick coverage the way they're supposed to? The best Michigan State teams have had the best players on special teams. So before anybody jumps up and down and wants to crush Mel Tucker and Ross Ells for running Elante Brown out to return the kicks, they need to keep that in mind. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with anything in special teams if it's done in an effort to avoid a breakdown. That's really what Michigan State special teams is looking for this week. Tighten up the screws and also find another person that could return a kick. Intangible-wise, the Spartans didn't get off to a great start. They got booed. They probably deserved it. The coaches looked disorganized last week. They looked out of, honestly, they looked out of place with black and green outfits. I don't know who let that go. Not a good idea. Your colors are green and white. You need to stick to your colors in your home opener. Save the alternative stuff for a lot later on in the process. And oh, by the way, those don't show up very well on TV or from a distance in the stands. Intangibles should be there for Michigan State. They know what's on the schedule next week, but it's time for them to display a little maturity at this point in the Mel Tucker era of taking care of business when they should. Last year, there was a step backward for Michigan State football, and there was a step backwards in terms of maturity. They did not take care of games they should. It cost them a bunch of bowl practices and a bowl game. This year, this week, now, I know what happened last year in week two. I think Michigan State was something like 50 to nothing. I know. I remember. That was last year. This is this year. Intangible-wise, we're looking for Michigan State to put on a semi-professional performance, if you will. They need to show that they're up to the task. You want to run with the big boys? Take care of your business when you should. Get yourself prepared for Washington. Spartan Pride Podcast, Outlook Moving Forward on the Fans First Sports Network. We got something real fun for you coming up, folks. Um, part two of Hanno Carpenter and I chase it again. I'll look back at the 2013 Michigan State Spartans. That is coming to you on Sunday. We're going to put that up on Sunday. So depending on how the game goes with Richmond, we're going to have Spartans by seven, a summary of Michigan State versus Richmond. Um, that could go up as soon as Saturday night, but more likely will go up on Monday. 
And on Sunday, we're going to have part two of Hondo and I chopping up 2013. And you will hear some things that you have not heard before that you did not know. You'll be taken inside of Michigan State football. Like only, like only the guy covering the program closer than anybody. Back 10 years ago when the Spartans went 13-1, and won, won all their Big Ten games by double digits, won the Big Ten, won the Rose Bowl, and ended up finished third ranked in the country. That's coming this weekend. Let's wrap this thing up when we talk about the outlook moving forward. One-on-one matchups. Um, this is one of those that Michigan State should plain dominate. Richmond is an FCS school. They've got some athletes, I'm sure. But the size, the strength, this is one where you need to see Michigan State dominating. A lot of you were worried and should be that Michigan State could not run the ball forcefully against Central last week. That was what it was. I don't think you're going to see that this week. And I hope that Michigan State coaches don't get thrown off by that. We will talk about the issues that exist relative to the ability to just simply assert that we're going to run the ball and run it on anybody. Look, if you can't run it on Central, you're not going to run it on Washington, Maryland, Iowa, etc. just straight ahead. They may be able to run the ball on Richmond, but overall, one-on-one matchups, if Michigan State doesn't have a remarkable advantage over Richmond, you've got some bigger problems. I don't look for that to be an issue. Coaching-wise, I do think Michigan State has some work to do. Mel Tucker and company looked disorganized last week. They look sloppy. They look like at times they were trying to run a square peg into a round hole. I was watching the game with some folks that said, wait a minute, did D'Antonio call that play? Laughing. Um, That's not good. What really needs to happen is Michigan State coaches, they need to make smarter calls on a more consistent basis. There are some times that you've seen calls from the first game of the Mel Tucker era, a game that arguably they lost to Rutgers, through the end of last season, where especially in third down or or in late game or late half situations, uh, Michigan State coaches have not looked prepared and or they've looked conflicted, meaning it looks like uh, one coach wants to call one thing go one way, another coach maybe overrules that, and the result is poor. I would like to see a clean game from Michigan State coaches and a consistent job of putting players in position to succeed. And really, I guess the plainest way to put it is as least thick-headed a look as possible. Now, thick-headed shows up easier on offense than defense. I think we all understand that that watch football. And it's much easier to identify. But it has no place in a really good team. You're not going to see a really good team play any kind of thick-headed ball or try to jam a square peg into a round hole. There are less than four teams in the country that can run whenever they want and have the horses to be just doing that, no problem. Michigan State is not one. They're not gonna be one this year. Let's look for the coaches to make adjustments and look like they are more together and with it than they were last week. So overall, when you look at this game, Michigan State and Richmond, you're looking for a shutout on defense, you're looking for something uh, well north of 42 points in out from the offense. I do think there's no reason to run up a score um, into the 50s, 60s, or 70s. All that does is set you up to fall on your face the next week. Just ask Brett Bielema about his days in Wisconsin if you need a reference there. But this is a game Michigan State should win. They should win handily. They should dominate. They should play clean. They need to use this as a stepping stone to get their act together 
before the bulk of September begins because they've got three big-time games coming up. And believe it or not, as bad as they looked last week at times, Michigan State has a chance to do some real good things in September. This may be the week that it comes together before they start facing some serious exams next Saturday night with Washington. I'm Jonathan Schopp. This is the Outlook Moving Forward on the Spartan Pride Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network.